0: All right, church, Uh, we continue back in our series, Ephesians 6. We've been moving through this this year, uh, throughout this book, and we come to the last chapter, chapter 6. Um, We're going to look at verses 1 to 3 today. 1 to 3. Now, uh, children, as you may already know, this sermon is dedicated to you, and so my goal in dedicating this sermon to you is that I would preach just a little bit shorter of a time on your behalf, okay? So my gift to you, uh, just maybe a little bit, okay? Don't expect too much, but uh, just a little bit. Um, So what's amazing as we come to this passage is that the Bible assumes that children are in corporate worship. The Apostle Paul, he's writing the church in Ephesus, and his expectation is he's commanded them to read this letter in all of the churches. And he is expecting that children are there. It's no surprise, would have been no surprise to the Jewish listener, as God's people had always had children as a part of their worship service. So ever since the planting of this church in 2010, we have made it a priority, at least once a month, to have our children with us, singing Hearing God's word all together. Uh, so this is, this is uh, something that, um, yeah, we as a church want to cherish. So uh, thank you to the rest of you who do not have children. Thank you for your patience with our children as we include them in the worship service. Uh, grateful to you for that. Uh, children, uh, I want you to get ready to interact with me, okay? Annabelle, are you with me here? Uh, Ellianne, are you with me? I see Carrie Ann over there, I see children in the back, way in the back, but uh, yeah, you can still um, maybe interact with me, possibly from way back there. Um, I actually have my phone, my wife's phone right here, um, so those of you children who are online, if you could um, please chat with me, that would be wonderful. Um, interact with me on the chat, that would, that would be a delight. Uh, to me. So perhaps get out your marker and your your paper and let's let's do this together. So Ephesians chapter 6, 1 to 3. I will read it for us, but please do follow along in your Bibles, and also we have it on the screen for you. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Let's pray. Father, give us the hearts of our children today. Lord, we want to see you move in their lives, so come, work in their hearts, Lord, work in our hearts. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Children, what are you spending your time doing? What are you doing with your life? What keeps you busy? I actually want actually to hear you, I actually want to see you in the chat. What keeps you busy? What are you en- it could be something you enjoy doing. It could be something you don't enjoy doing. What keeps you busy? What keeps you busy? kids are feeling shy today. Anybody want to yell it out? Anybody want to yell? Caleb, what do you love to do? Kimberly, youth, youth, you're with me. What do you love to do with your time? Jessica? Legos. Okay, how many kids in the back love to do Legos? Yes, lots of, oh yes, especially cerning and myself. Yes, <laughs> adults too. Yes, okay, wonderful, Legos. Okay, we have some in the chat. Okay, football, River says. Thank you, River. Yes, I did hear that you're playing football. That's so exciting. I know a, a number of you are playing football. Uh, yes, football. Wow, that's so fun that's really great any others all right well we all know some of the obvious ones you're in school you're in school right uh, some of you may really enjoy video games I keep hearing of kids at our neighborhood who they really like video games uh, I keep meeting kids who what is that toys yep playing with toys thank you um we have kids who i know take piano lessons art lessons um hanging out with friends okay so you do a lot of things right but here's the key question children what is your calling what is the special thing that god has designed for you right now in your life Amongst all the things that keep you busy, amongst all the things that you're doing, school, toys, playing, it is this, our scriptures today tell us, it is relationships, it is a special relationship, first off of course with God, that is to fill everything you do, but especially your relationship with your parents, that it has a supreme, a very, very, very important place in your life. And God wants to help you see more and more and what it means to enjoy that relationship that God has provided with your parents. So today, we're going to learn that, children, God calls you to honor and obey your parents. Not a suggestion, but a command. God knows that you really need to hear this from him. It is your number one job to follow your parents. Children, do you hear me? It is your number one job out of all the things you do to follow your parents. And guess what? God has an awesome thing for you. He has a reward for you. He has a reward for you. He has good for you because he knows what's best and he wants to give His best to you. So, three words, children. There's going to be a test at the end. Obey, honor, and life. Obey, honor, and life. Children, can you say it with me? And youth, obey, honor, and life. Can I hear you? Okay, wonderful. Thank you for that. Let's begin. Obey. All right, the context as we've been learning, as you've been learning children, in Ephesians is God is making a people for himself, a new people who are changed. They're not like the people in the world. Actually, they've been set apart and they have this very special purpose, this very special calling, and that is to follow Christ and to obey him. And now we're learning about what it looks like for this, for, this, for this new people that God's made us to be. What does it look like in the home? We heard about husbands and wives. We've learned about what God expects of them, what their calling is towards each other. And now what is it that God has for you? Well, first obey, obey, obey. Now, what, is this, what does this look like? Well, okay, I was reading my... Favorite author, Thomas Watson, and he helped me see a a picture, helped me picture this. Okay, he says this. A child should be the parent's echo, echo, echo. When the father speaks, the child should echo back obedience. Children, have you been in a cave and you've been able to hear an echo, echo, echo? Yeah, it's so nice, right? It's really beautiful, uh, and it's kind of fun to play around with. Well, guess what? God has made you to have an, an echo obedience with your, with your parents. So there's supposed to be a match, okay? When your parents command and tell you, River, clean your room, you know what that response should be? It should be a corresponding match, where you actually begin to clean your room, and there's this copy. Ah, oh, you, you might not realize it, but it is a beautiful thing. It is a be- if anybody's there to watch, and they see the echo, and they see you match your parents' command, wow, amazing, amazing. It is a beautiful thing. Now, what often happens, children, is something like this. Annabelle finish your homework, and then we're tempted to go, oh, no, 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 certainly not Annabelle, it's just joking with you, Annabelle, certainly not you, Um, we are tempted to kind of, you know, be like, oh, I'm so tired, (laughs) cannot, cannot, too tired, right, okay, Uh, that's, That's our tendency, but children, that does not match your parents, okay? That doesn't match what they are guiding you towards, okay? Okay, so there's to be this command and then a response from the child. It could look like this. Finish your homework. And you say to yourself, finish your homework, right? And then you go do it. That's a beautiful thing. That's what obedience means. It also means it also means an echo like you know you're close, you know it's not a big too big of a cave, right? It's a, it's you're a close family. So when that echo happens it actually it actually happens immediately. Okay? I learned growing up that delayed obedience is really disobedience, right? You want to hear that echo immediately, right? The response should be quick, okay? Not not like, okay, five minutes later, after I finish building my Lego toys, then I'll obey my mom and dad. No, no, no. When they say, clean your room, it means clean your room now. That would be a beautiful thing in your relationship with your parents if you learn to do that. Now, now, here's the reality is this is hard, kids, right? Why is it, why is it that we desire the opposite of what our parents want so often. Isn't that interesting that we often desire the very opposite of what our parents want? Well, we know in the Bible that we have a sinful nature and we need to be aware, children. Jesus wanted you to know very clearly that your heart has a tendency to go against God's ways. And so as you live your life, going to school, as you interact with your parents, you need to be aware That there is something working against what God wants for you. So how do we do this? How do we push? How do we push against our desires, children, to obey our parents? Well, we do this. Notice the passage. It says, obey your parents in the Lord. What does that mean? It means that we obey for Jesus, When you obey, children, do you recognize that Jesus himself takes it personally? It matters to him. And you're actually serving and honoring him. Now, we know that Jesus loves us. We know the song, Jesus loves us. But guess what? This call to obey is your opportunity, children to respond to jesus and express your love to him directly have you ever wanted to tell jesus you love him for the way he's loved you have you ever wanted to tell god thank you for making me well guess what guess what you have an opportunity as you obey your parents you are able to say god i love you in doing that you are reflecting his goodness you are You are doing the very thing that God has designed for you to do. Now, I love the cross reference where Paul is talking to the church in Colossae and he says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Joy, God delights in you when you obey. It is something that that puts a smile on the face of Jesus. When you obey, when you follow his command, and why does it matter so much? Children, why does it matter so much that you obey? One because it gives you the opportunity to connect with your God-given authority. It gives you an opportunity to have an intimate relationship to enjoy your relationship with your parents. And As you obey more and more and more, you will experience God's goodness in that relationship. Your parents will experience God's goodness in that relationship. Now, at the heart of disobedience, there is a belief, children, that God is not good to me. When you disobey, you're saying to God, I don't believe you're good to me. And I don't believe these parents you've given me are good to me. Now we've learned in chapter 4, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Disobedience is something that grieves God. It dishonors Him. So children, we need to be very, very clear that obedience is God's calling for our life. Notice the end of this verse. It says, for this is right for this is fitting. Now, children, I bought my, um, I bought my kids a, a video game system many years ago. I don't know, five years ago or something like that. And, um, and I was so excited because it had Mario Brothers, you know, one of my favorite childhood video games and, and, a, and a lot of other childhood video games. And we were having so much fun. You know, we were just loving it, having a good time together as a family. And all of a sudden... We're pressing the remote control and nothing happens, right? Have you ever had this experience? You know, you're, you're pressing the button. The little man's supposed to move and the little man's not moving and you're just pressing it harder. You're just like Do you know how frustrating it is when a video game doesn't work? Children, in the same way, it is incredibly frustrating for the whole entire home And it can be frustrating even for your entire society when children do not obey. It's like something's out of place. It's odd. It looks strange. Maybe you've seen a a child in the grocery store disobeying their parents, right? Throwing a temper tantrum on the floor. They didn't get the candy they wanted. And it just is a little sad. It's a little sad strange. Well, in the same way, the Bible is saying it's not right. It's not right. Something's not working properly. You will not meet a happy, disobedient child. You won't meet it. Maybe they have like a very short-lived happiness, yes, but you will not find a deep, abiding happiness with a child who does not obey. This is not how God has intended us to live now children some of you may be recognizing that you're more on the rebellious side of things you don't want to listen maybe to this sermon <laughs> maybe yeah uh, maybe some of you don't like to listen to your parents maybe you notice that within yourself well um, you need to recognize children you're playing with fire you're playing with fire you are in a very dangerous place. And you will get burned if you continue on a path of disobedience, of refusing to listen to your parents. It will not go well for you. Now, some of you may echo quite well your parents' those of you who are more compliant children beware of your own heart because sometimes even within our hearts as we externally obey in our hearts we can be you know angry at our parents mad at them saying unkind things to them in our hearts or maybe on the other side we could grow prideful we could go prideful and this also does not honor The Lord. So we want to be aware of this. This actually leads us to our next word. So we have obey, but then we have honor. Honor. And what we mean by honor is is something that comes from within. It's a deep respect. Okay? Obey is more of an action. You're, You're responding, you're doing something they tell you to do. But honor is something deeper than that. It's something deeper. Now we know it comes from the Ten Commandments, right? He's teaching on the Ten Commandments. Not very surprising, actually, parents. Um, Notice throughout the New Testament, the apostles, Jesus himself, he's actually teaching and expounding on the commandments. They're meant to be a guide for us. Jesus is going to teach on honoring your father and mother on at least three occasions. I believe, yeah, probably, probably even more than that, likely. But also, we need to remember the background of the Ten Commandments. Children, what comes before the Ten Commandments? You need to know this. This is very important for you, children. What comes before the Ten Commandments? Well, right before that, even in the preface of the Ten Commandments, he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I am the God who rescued you. Jonah. God saves you, loves you. And guess what? You get to respond to him in obedience. Get the order right, children. If you get the order wrong, you're going to be in big trouble. If you think, I obey God... To get him to love me, you're in big trouble. If I think I need to obey my parents in order to get them to love me, yes, it does please them. It does honor them. It does make God happy when you obey, yes. But don't get the order wrong. The order is he loves you, and therefore, in response to that, we are called to honor him, to respond to his goodness. Now, this word honor in in Hebrew, it it means heavy. It means heavy, okay? God's people were called to honor God. And it was very clear that God was, uh, let's see, how do we explain this? God was great. That's what the idea of heavy is, right? You have gold, right? They would have thought of of something valuable, it's gold, right? And you put it on on something oh, it's heavy. You have a lot of it, you're doing really, really good. God deserves a lot of honor because He is valuable. He is precious. He is weighty. So what do people do when they encounter God? They fall on their knees. They bow before him because He's so great and awesome. And children, you are called to have a similar kind of honor. Of course, first and foremost, you honor God. But there is a way in which you are called to have a kind of reverence, even a kind of fear before the authorities God has given you with your parents. Now, in the Old Testament, when a child was repeatedly continuing on in rebellion and disobedience and his parents would discipline him and he would keep going persistently in their own way, guess what that child deserved? Now this is heavy. That child actually deserved to die. Children, this is a very humbling thing as we think about it. Our sin, our sin is dangerous. It's deadly. We deserve to die actually instantaneously for our sin. This is what makes the coming of Christ so amazing because God does not punish us immediately as our sins deserve. But God is going to extend this season of his mercy that we might come to him and find Forgiveness and find grace. But children, you need to be very clear that dishonoring your parents is up on the list of the worst sins. When the Bible speaks of the end of the last days, right before Jesus comes back, it's going to be terrible to live in this world. And you know, one of the sins that's listed is that children are going to be disobedient to their parents. Children, we need to take our parents' role seriously. Not necessarily because they're always great and they're perfect, no. But because God is great and God has given them an awesome and a great responsibility. In the same way, when the police pull your car over, your family's car over, you're not in the back laughing, throwing things at the cop. No way. You have a sense of, a sense of, of seriousness as the police comes to the car, right? Because you know there can be serious consequences for disobeying. In the same way children, we are to have a kind of respect and a kind of honor, a seriousness with our parents. They are gifts to you, from God. They're valuable. They're valuable. You're here, children. Because of your parents. Look at your parents. Look at your parents. You are here right now because of them. You exist. God in his kindness actually used them to bring you into this world. Pretty amazing actually. You owe them something. You can do something very simple today to honor your parents. You can say these two words, thank you. Children, do you think you can thank your parents Thank you. Thank you for providing food for me. Thank you for caring for me that I might grow up and and be able to get a job one day. Sending me to be educated. What a blessing. These are gifts. Thank you for loving me. even, Even a tough kind of love. Not letting me go my own path. But being willing to discipline me. And tell me the truth even when it hurts. You know, your parents' children are in it for the long haul. As long as God will allow them, they are committed to you. As long as they're on this earth, they are committed to you. There's many things that are going to happen to your video games, okay? They're going to break. They're going to go out of fad. Your friends, they're going to come and go. But God has given you, your parents, to last to be there for you, to support you, to strengthen you. They are valuable. So, how are you doing, children, with a deep, internal respect for your parents? When was the last time you said thank you? Now, youth, this is important. I'm talking to you when I say children, okay? All those who are under the home, that's the assumption. Those who are are not married and out of the home, that's the context of this passage. Youth, you're going to disagree with your parents on a lot of things. How long can I be on screens? This, can I watch that show? Can I watch this movie? On and on and on and on, right? But you will honor your parents if deep down you say, I don't know why my parents are not allowing me to do this or do that, but I trust them. But I trust them. If you do this, you will be on your way to a life of honoring your parents. Young adults, um, you have many ways to seek out times to honor your parents. For example, when you go to make big decisions, ask your parents. Seek out their counsel. This would be a great blessing to you. Now, this passage actually expands to all of us. Jesus, whenever he taught on the Ten Commandments, He taught that it goes deeper than the external and it applies more broadly than we may expect. The Bible has a lot to say of honoring our authority. So for all of us, we need to think about it. Honoring the elderly. Leviticus 19.32, incredible verse. Rise in the presence of the aged. Show respect for the elderly. Revere your God. I am The Lord. There's a call to honor the king. 1 Peter 2.17. Not necessarily because he's great, but because God is great and has given him, the leaders of this country, an awesome responsibility. And so we need to be thinking, how are we doing honoring those in authority? We could go on and on to many other examples, um, but I'll just conclude this section with this on the larger, larger catechisms. The larger catechisms is extremely helpful summarizing this passage about how, what it looks like to honor the authorities. And they, they, they're going to cross-reference a ton of verses. But it says this. I'll give you the short version. Honor authorities with all due reverence in heart, word, and behavior. Honor your authorities with all due reverence in heart, word, and behavior. Prayer and thanksgiving for them. Imitate their virtues and their graces. And then it goes on to talk about uh, receiving their correction. Um, Even even bearing with their physical and mental weakness and, and covering them in love. So children, we got the first two words, honor. And then obey, the first one. Obey and honor. Now we come to this wonderful promise. And this is just supposed to motivate you. Children. This is supposed to, to really, you you're to really see how much God cares about you. What He wants for you is He wants life. He wants you to experience life to the fullest. Jesus comes to give abundant life, and that's a kind of quality of life: a depth, a richness, a fullness. Now, verse 2, we see at the very end, first, this is the first commandment with a promise. Now, some have gotten confused because the second commandment has a promise in it. Um, But I believe that one is just more of a general promise, uh, not tied to that command in particular. Um, It's more more in general uh, and not directly. Um, Some have said, okay, well, maybe it's that he's wanting to put special emphasis on this command, a commandment of foremost significance with a promise attached. No, it could be either one. But the reality is, God is drawing in Ephesians. He's drawing off of Exodus 20. And he's saying to you, children, look at verse three. look in your Bibles. Maybe you've grown distracted a little bit. This is the last point. Notice verse three, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land." Children, following God's ways is good. There's nothing better than following Him and living for Him. Now, how many of you, children, want to live a terrible life? Anybody want to live a terrible life? Terrible life, of course not. Of course you don't. Listen to your Creator. He knows what is good for you And as you go your own way, you will experience more and more misery. It's dangerous. Disobedience is dangerous. I mean, think about your little brother and sister, right? How dangerous it is for them if they were to disobey in this city, right? It's dangerous. child could get hit by a car, God forbid. This is a dangerous world. Youth, as you grow older, guess what? guess what, you're going to have opportunities to, have, to be a little more free, young adults, to make friends with certain people. And my parents warned me. My parents, I remember very clearly, there were a few friends that I was hanging out with that I really didn't need to be hanging out with. And now, looking back, I realize I could have, been ki- I, I could have died at a very young age because I was hanging out with these friends. Some of these friends are in jail now. Some of my childhood friends that I was tempted to follow are in jail. Children, it is dangerous to not obey your parents, to not live a life honoring your parents. But on the flip side, for you to obey, you are going to experience more and more of his goodness obedience generally is going to lead to rewards not only in the life to come but in this life now this is this is a this is generally true right of course it's not always true it's not like children god is wanting you to do a math equation i obeyed my parents five times this week therefore god should give me five years added on to my life okay that's not the point okay right But generally, right, if you work hard, children, the proverb says, guess what? You're likely to have more money. Young adults, (laughs) it's true. If you work hard, it's more likely that you're going to have more money. Well, that's, that's true. And God is going to bless that hard work. That is what he does. That is the pattern. So, too. The pattern is those children who disobey God, guess what? They're going to be able to enjoy more of what God has for them in this life. They're going to be the happiest kids because they're living according to God's pattern. Now, I can still remember my childhood friend at eight years old. I would move to another town, and there I would meet this kid named Nathan Bauer. Nathan Bauer honored his parents. I had actually not seen anything quite like it, actually. He had such a sweet relationship, and, and, it, and it kind of shocked me. <laughs> um, he, he really listened to them and followed them and respected them, and I saw even at eight years old that God had blessed him in a, in a measure that I had not experienced because he was enjoying his relationship with his parents, that God had given him by honoring and obeying them. Now, I love to see adult parents, even even here in Asia, so encouraged by so many of you who have loved your parents to the very end, had the joy of going to Auntie Joanne's house the other day and praying for her family, and there she serves her mother quietly every day. And I notice in this moment, of, of kind of seriousness, they began to joke with one another and laugh together. And it was the sweetest thing. And it was the sweetest thing. And I thought, yeah, this is what God has designed for us to really enjoy these God given relationships. And children, if you walk in the path of God's ways, then you will enjoy you will experience that reward, even if not in this life, you will experience it to the full in the next. Now, really quickly before we close, the context of this promise in Exodus, if you go to the book of Exodus, you're reading this same passage, you're thinking, wait, they're gonna, they're talking about the land of Canaan, they're talking about the promised land, you're gonna live long in that land, right? Right? That's actually what he's talking about. And what's interesting here is the Apostle Paul is saying in the New Covenant, you're going to enjoy life. The word could be translated earth. You're going to live long upon the earth. Now think about this. This is beautiful. The promises of God now not confined to a small plot of land in Israel. No. The good news of the gospel is taking root among all nations of the earth. This earth is his. Jesus rules from heaven, but he rules over this earth. And children, as you obey and honor your parents, you're going to be able to taste the fruits, the early fruits of that glorious promised land, even now on earth. And one day, children, we're going to be ushered into the new earth. Jesus says we're going to inherit the earth Jesus has purchased the earth for us. Do you know that, children? And we're going to enjoy it, and we're going to be this perfect echo of our Heavenly Father. It is going to be incredible. It is going to be beautiful. So, children, my question is for you today, do you believe God has good for you? Annabelle, do you believe God has good for you? Kimberly, do you believe God has good for you today? Both now, now, in this broken world, cursed by sin, God has good for you. And forevermore, he has good for you. But let's be honest, children, as we close, do you ever talk back to your parents? Do you? Do you ever hide anything from your parents? Yes, yes, sometimes we do. Thank you for your honesty. Are you taking time to strengthen your relationship with them? Are you giving them the care and the honor they deserve? Are you saying thank you? Are you saying yes, mom, yes, dad, when they tell you to do something? Here's the reality. We all fail. And children, this is why we preach Jesus. This is why we sing about Jesus. Because of him. Because he came and lived a life as a pure, righteous son. Always obeying the Father, even as it says, even in his early life. From young to when he's dying on the cross, what is he doing? He's looking after his mother. He's saying, John, care for her as though she were your own mother. He's honoring her. And guess what? By his perfect obedience, he purchased for us a new heavens and a new earth. And it's ours. And it's ours to enjoy forever because of Jesus. So now we can live with a sense of hope. I have everything I need. I don't need to take things for myself. I don't need to be stingy and fight against my parents. No. I can live according to God's ways because he has good for me. Maybe some of you children need to confess to God this afternoon. Maybe some of you need to confess to your parents Parents, I'm sorry. I've been keeping this from you. I've been hiding this from you. I've been disobeying you secretly. Come and confess. And guess what? You will have the joy of experiencing the grace of God, very grace and love from your parents. And you will be able to get a restart, a restart, to begin again and learn how to obey and to honor your parents once again. So, children, youth, three key words, what are they? Honor and life. Obey, honor, and life. Yes, as dearly loved children of God, obey your parents. It pleases Christ. It pleases your parents. It honors them. And don't forget, children, God has a wonderful reward for you. He has a wonderful reward reward for you. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for your word to us, all of us, who need to grow in our submission to you, our obedience to you, and to honor those whom you've put in authority over us. Father, we pray for our children. Um, We pray for them that you might help them, even as Perhaps this has been hard, um, even listening and staying attentive, but Lord, I pray that your word would go into their hearts as seed and that it would bear fruit for many, many years to come, that they would experience the joys of living in fellowship with their parents in a way that is peaceful and is, reflects your good and beautiful design. Lord, bless our children. Do good to them. May they follow you all the days of their life. In Christ's name.